I'm William E. Davis. I play the cigarette smoking man, and you're listening to Intro to X. Welcome to Intro to X. This podcast is out there. I am FBI Director Robin, and I'm joined by my special agents... Tammy. Brad. And there is no Claire this week. She saw this episode and ran to Greece. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you'll know our guest by the smell of his donuts. Uh, Welcome to John. Thank you. (laughs) And happy birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. (laughs) Just another day in paradise. (laughs) So, uh, because of a random switcheroo, you got a uh, you got this episode. You didn't exactly pick it. Um, how are you feeling about your choice right now? <laughs> I'm kind of regretting it. I was, I was gonna, I, I've got a little bit of insight into one part, one particular scene that I'll save for probably not too long into the episode. But yeah, it's it was uh, it was it was okay. It wasn't the worst. Okay, but this is spectacular. <laughs> Uh, the X Files <laughs> we're opening today is for season two, episode twenty-two. F Emasculata, the most disgusting episode yet. Um, this I was not looking forward to at all. <laughs> not at all. Just because the it, I mean, it's not like it's a like a terrible episode. There are a lot of little plot holes here and there, but um, uh, it's just horrific to watch. <laughs> Um, so why don't we get started uh, with our 60, 60 second plot summary? I'll spin the wheel. Not me this time. Done too many. <laughs> hey, it's the wheel, you know. <laughs> oh, it's the guest. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> well, I think it is. I hope you're taking notes. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I really didn't want to, but I did. But. <laughs> oh, you're doing better than me. And oh. in fact, you'll have five, four, three, two, one, go. Uh, we open up in a strange rainforest that looks also strangely like a Canadian forest with a guy. Uh, there's a dead animal. It has like a cheese pizza on it. Uh, it explodes in the guy's face for whatever reason. He decides to lick it off. Um, all of a sudden, a, a pig's foot appears in um, a jail cell. Everybody in the jail gets sick. The CDC shows up, but it's not the CDC. It's actually the evil drug company. The evil drug company is trying to contain something because they had some search and uh, development people on some rainforest sketchy stuff. Uh, Hank Schrader shows up with the marshal's office. Uh, They run around with their guns in the air, pointing them at the sky and each other for a little while. Um, The movie Outbreak came out sometime in April of 1995. Uh, There was a scene in a bathroom of a gas station that was pretty disgusting. Scully cuts plastic open. Other people get sick. The marshals and other people figure things out. Some guy with poofy poofy hair decides that, uh, or gets hit in the head, and his hair absorbs the shock for whatever reason. And then uh, (laughs) cigarette-smoking man makes a a appearance for no obvious reason, and... um, Nobody takes responsibility for the disease. End of episode. One minute, 16 seconds. Ah. <laughs> you might have saved a few seconds by not dropping in a, uh, a, a trivia note about like a random movie that came out at the same time. <laughs> it's kind of stuck you know in the what? episode. The whole, 
the whole time I was watching this episode, I'm like, you know what? This was about the same time that that yeah. crappy Dustin movie came out. It just so happens I, I Googled it, and it was I think they were a month apart. Yep, yeah. and actually they were the, – the, the people behind X-Files uh, were a little worried about um, – having it come out around the same time but they figured they were uh not not as very close in plot they, they figured it uh, might as well just release it you know put it back on the shelf yeah i don't know or maybe like hold on to it till the third season i don't know i figured they were just trying to do a combination of a bunch of different movies around that era like the fugitive came to mind <laughs> that came to mind um just uh, all kinds of goofy early 90s movies <laughs> Um, so, uh, oh, I forgot to ask, John, are you a, are you a newbie to X-Files or? No, I, 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 like the first season we watched and I remembered a couple episodes like Tombs mm-hmm. and then there's been a few episodes this season I remember. I remember the, my initial viewing, they changed the day, like it used to be on during, like during the week or, and they moved it to Friday night or something like that. Cause I had a buddy that would stay home on Friday night to watch it and we'd be like, dude, it's Friday. Let's get out of the house. <laughs> like, no, man. X-Files is coming on. Whatever. No, it started on Fridays, and then he moved it to Sundays. I think somewhere that in season was. four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm not new. I just don't remember a whole lot <laughs> because my older every minute, every day, and I don't remember everything. So when you were switched for this episode, you're like, you're probably like, oh, what's this one about? <laughs> and then looked it up. Yeah. And like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um so claire isn't here to tell us the uh prediction based on the dvd menu screen so um she did send in some feedback however so maybe we'll get it there hey. um she actually sent two bits of feedback so <laughs> did she send it to you personally because i didn't get claire's email and i didn't there and i was like is this a hotmail issue or is this a claire issue <laughs> I, didn't even actually... I was hoping that Brad would send an email that I could read, but I guess that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, she sent it to me. Number she sent one. it to me. Okay. Well, yeah, this first came out April 28th, 1995, uh, written by Howard Gordon and Chris Carter and directed by Rob Bowman. Um, so we start off at the uh, Guanacost Rainforest. Isn't Guano like shit? Or is that Guano? <laughs> That's Guano. Guano. Okay. Is it like female shit? Guano? <laughs> Yes, the, the sex of, of the feces is female. <laughs> Maybe we'll like where it originated from. Mm-hmm. Can, we spend, can we spend a few minutes before we start this episode figuring this out? Uh, <laughs> let's get more on the horn. Uh, all right, so uh, Robert Torrance, not the first Robert Torrance you'll see today. Uh, an etymologist is collecting bugs. He finds some vultures pecking at a dead warthog. He shoes them away and sees bugs crawling all over them. And it's Giant, awful, terrifying bugs. <laughs> Yeah, huge. And also uh, giant, awful, terrifying, pulsating boils. <laughs> yeah. So this genius. The theme of this episode is really, um, if you see a giant pulsating boil, don't put your face directly in front. Yeah, and he honestly like leaned over right over it and started squeezing it like a zit. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get it. I think a comment we're going to be coming back to over and over again as we recap this episode is, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? What? Why? So, yeah, it sprays pus all over his face and open mouth. <laughs> oh! Yeah. So he deserves okay. to die, basically. Here's, exactly. here's what I'm going to say about that. That reminded me of a little trip I took several years ago with some buddies of mine. We rented a houseboat at Green River Lake in Kentucky. Now, you they, they have to drain the septic from the houseboats at the end of the week. This toothless oh. hillbilly comes out, puts the little vacuum in, in it. It starts to malfunction. He can't figure it out. All of a sudden, splat right in his face. Oh, almost. No. <laughs> 
as I'm standing there, and the only thing, the only reaction he had different than the dude that was in the rainforest was he just took his hanky out of his back pocket and wiped his face off. Did he burn his face off? Because you can't keep that face. You're welcome, Brad. New face. You got to get a new face. I, I, uh, I just walked away. I couldn't. <laughs> so, uh, Robert, uh, he, like, wipes his face off and then collects some bugs. And he, he didn't doesn't, like, run and find the nearest river and throw himself into it or anything. <laughs> pour, pour, like, pour all the antibacterial on your face. Brush your teeth with acid. Just, you're done. You're done. Um, later, he's uh, just covered in boils, and luckily he's got oh. his flashlight in his face, so we can see that. <laughs> I don't know why. It, but, uh, and then he uh, radios for an evac, and uh, seven hours later, troops show up, find him uh, dead and covered in those vultures that were pecking at the warthog, and his face is all sorts of messed up from it. Yeah. The second something explodes in your face, you call for an evac. <laughs> Not seven hours later? <laughs> I'll be fine. No. Um, so yeah, this rainforest, uh, is the same place that they filmed, uh, the little, little green men. It's actually a forest in Northern Vancouver. We were in Costa Rica. Psych. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. They sure fooled me again. (laughs) Um, so we go to the Cumberland State Correctional Facility in Dinwiddie County, Virginia. And it's, uh, Winston, the prison guard is, uh, bringing a package to, uh, prisoner Bobby Torrance seems to be a common name um <laughs> by the way bobby is played by kim kondrashoff who was eddie kasprak's limo driver and confidant in stephen king's it's <laughs> nice <laughs> awesome. where's claire uh, i'm wondering if, if, if her feedback will have that uh so inside the package is a uh, uh, uh boil covered bloody leg of that warthog <laughs> And like a normal person, he kicks it across the room and starts screaming. <laughs> First of all, it's just wrapped in newspaper. Like it's not even like it's just there. It's like, oh, let's take a let's uh, rip the leg off of this pig and uh, wrap it in some newspaper and uh, mail it on over. Yeah, I'm like a New York fish sure. Like it's uh, packaging is not that secure. <laughs> and and this thing looked like it, it looked like DHL packaging, which I know is not that secure. So. Uh, this was just—it's like leaking, like death. Like, why would you take the chance? <laughs> Time passes, and we see Bobby is watching the boil pulsate on the warthog leg, and then we skip to—he's um, in the this, you know, the doctor's the med lab or something like that, and these two doctors, Osborne and Orbach, uh, are in containment suits, and they're examining Bobby, and they can't believe it's incubating so quickly. I can't believe that he just left the fucking pig leg on the ground <laughs> and I guess went over and like stared at it exploding as opposed to like wrapping that shit back up. Yeah, it, that's that's one of the plot holes in this this episode, definitely, because they say later that, you know, it, it you get infected when it sprays on you and it the parasites mm-hmm. bo- burrow into your skin. But I'm sure it didn't show him like standing over it unless the parasites are able to crawl over to him. <laughs> Gross. But also the entire cell block is take is taken down by this. So, but it's not airborne. So it's kind of well. But as we've learned, like people have like an inborn need to to put their faces next to exploding boils, <laughs> like standing in a line outside the cell. Hey, let me look at it. <laughs> hey, what's that? Oh, that's gross. Quit hogging the pig's leg, man. Give it here. 
Dr. Ariel Auerbach, I think it's Auerbach, um, is played by Morris Pank. He's going to be in several more episodes of The X-Files. And Dr. Osborne is played by uh, notable actor Charles Martin Smith, who was in Starman, um, American Graffiti, The Untouchables. Um, He was in, he was like a bad guy in the short-lived Tim Minear series Drive. He also did a little directing. He uh, directed a few episodes of Morgan and Wong's Space Above and Beyond. And also, surprisingly enough, the pilot episode of Buffy, Welcome to the Hellmouth. Yeah, I was like, whoa, really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, back uh, to Cell Block, Winston brings another two prisoners to their doom. And (laughs) (laughs) this is Paul and Steve. And they're like, hey, let's escape in the laundry cart because nobody does does that anymore. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I love that they're like, hey, you know, uh, a lot of these people are dying. They're just incinerating the bed sheets. <laughs> like, why is it this plan works this time? Because it seems like they're being very specific that it's going to work this time because this other event is happening. This changed things up. It's easier to sneak out in a laundry cart now because this disease is going on. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe it would have been better if they like snuck out in containment suits. Like that would have been more, mm-hmm. I don't know, believable. Uh, Paul is uh, played by John Piper Ferguson, who was in Alphas in Caprica, and he's going to be back two more times. Um, so uh, later, Mulder and Scully arrive. Mulder's wondering how prisoners are still escaping in logic carts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, John Piper Ferguson, of course. Most notably, um, Marty's father in a very, very special episode of Hellcats. <laughs> <laughs> Super important. See, I saw the Hellcats credit and I was like, do I go there? I, all right. Always. <laughs> um, and yeah, Mulder notices some men are wearing containment suits. And then they meet U.S. Marshal Tapia, who is, uh, of course, Hank Schrader. <laughs> Hank Schrader. Yes. Dean Norris. Uh, my close personal friend, Dean Norris, if you'll notice my Facebook page. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why he took my friend request, but he did. Oh, really? So he's on there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, he also, uh, he's, this guy's notable for playing lots of cops. I think his biggest role, of course, is Breaking Bad. But he also played a, he played SWAT team leader in both Terminator 2 and Gremlins 2. <laughs> so. Nice. Nice. <laughs> awesome uh that's that's that should be his top credit <laughs> yeah i don't know i i'm probably going to be just calling him hank from now on i'm sorry guys <laughs> that's annoying <laughs> but uh just pretend i'm claire and i'm talking about mr x and i'm calling him rufus that's right over and over again <laughs> um but yeah i just kind of assume this is before he became a de agent he was working with the u.s marshals and under a different name <laughs> anyway right is he is he competent on breaking that yeah he's really good yeah He's the only good person on the entire. Well, Walter Jr., but he doesn't count. Hmm. But he's the only, he's the only good person on the show. But that's, right. that's but still anyway. But still, but still corruptible. No, he's not. <laughs> he's Hank. Cause, Stop it. Because I'll say on X Files, I think he might be insane. <laughs> okay, um, you'll have to elaborate when we get to the insane moments, sure. or something. Sure. But yeah, Mulder, uh, uh, Mulder and Scully were sent by Skinner to assist him, but are not sure why. Um, Mulder sends Scully to investigate what's going on in the prison, while Mulder hits the streets with Asak Schrader. Um, maybe <laughs> share a couple Schrader brows. Nice. Uh, anyway, this is all flying over Brad's head. Brad, you gotta watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> uh, it's like it'll happen eventually yeah. someday. 
Um, so we're at a rest stop uh, in Virginia. Family stops there. <laughs> camper van strangely enough uh, <laughs> uh for uh for a little tinkle and uh paul and steve uh jump the dad in the bathroom and, and uh steal the camper and the mom and daughters run after the camper thinking the dad is abandoning them <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> where are you going i've had it fuck this i'm out <laughs> can't do this anymore i can't do this anymore so i'm just gonna drive around in circles around you gotcha back at the uh... i love her chasing after her. yeah she's so confused <laughs> so like i can just watch that on the what? robert 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 oh robert, that's right he was named robert too wasn't he Robert! Robert! Robert, was, I mean, the children! <laughs> on vacation! Yes! Did you forget to pick us up? Hey, Robert! Robert, I left my purse now. Could you come back? No. Are you coming around? Oh. Come on, kids. He's about to. Oh, wait. No, he's leaving again. Robert! Robert, we, we, we've got to get to Susan's by 4 30. We're, we're going to meet her. It's going to be dark. You don't like the. the Robert! Robert! <laughs> Robert, are you coming back? All right, we'll wait here. <laughs> like, I wonder how long it went before they figured <laughs> before they figured out that it wasn't him that took off with the camper van. And then the next man went into the bathroom and said, um, <laughs> yeah. "You might want to call the police." Here. Robert, you're asleep on the floor. Robert, <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who drove away in the RV? Robert. <laughs> so back at the prison. Uh, Scully demands to be let into the restricted area. She's an FBI agent and a medical professional, so let me in. <laughs> um, They're wearing, like, hazmat suits. She's like, hey, I'm a medical professional. Let me in. Scully's <laughs> yeah. she's serious. Maybe you need to relax. Yeah. And she loses. She gets discredited very quickly once inside. <laughs> um, Osborne, uh, Dr. Osborne, who says he works for the CDC, lets her in, tells her that 10 out of the 14 infected are dead from a flu-like illness. And Scully realizes the escaped prisoners may be infected. Um, so back at the rest stop, uh, Mulder and team. So this is this is not a flu-like illness at all. <laughs> no. Well, he has you know he has he's not letting her in on everything just yet. <laughs> yes. Um, Mulder and Team Hank uh, have found the father dead in the bathroom, and then uh, Scully calls to the bad news, says that thirty-six hours after infection um, is pretty much death. <laughs> um, so. Meanwhile, Auerbach is yelling at Scully for even being there. He's like, you'll see what I let you see. Um, he leaves with Osborne. Scully grabs rubber gloves and a dust mask. That'll do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and gets prepared to do some snooping. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you see people in containment suits. <laughs> No, no, but seriously, though, if a flu-like illness, really, all you need is a pair of gloves and a mask, and you're good. Yeah. It's all we need in Japan, apparently. <laughs> it's more than Mulder ever uses, so. Yeah, it's true. It's like, uh, you know, I'll be safe from uh, this horrible uh, disease, and maybe you get some painting done. Why not? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we go to a gas station, and uh, Paul is calling his girlfriend, Elizabeth, and says he's coming home. And uh, we have uh, Angelo Gar- Garza, the gas station attendant, uh, is actually played by production assistant Angelo Vaco. Chris Carter wrote this part just for him. <laughs> Maybe they wanted Aww. to see him getting clobbered over the head. 
<laughs> it's like, hey, for a special part, just for you, buddy. <laughs> okay. Oh. Mm. oh. <laughs> he liked me. Um, Angelo finds Steve on the bathroom floor with a giant pustule on his face, throbbing. <laughs> the gas station bathroom floor. <gasps> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Just die. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul's like, hey, we're in a public restroom. I feel like clobbering somebody over the head. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so we go to the prison into the incinerator room, and Osborne catches Scully opening one of the body bags. What the okay. fuck are you doing? <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, this, when I was watching, this is when I paused the episode and messaged Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so we all agree that Scully's going to lose this one, right? <laughs> Scully asked Dr. Osborne about the sickness and uh, why they're burning the bodies. And then suddenly a boil explodes in Osborne's face. <laughs> Scully is directly responsible for Dr. Osborne's fate. I'm sorry. Definitely. He loses. If I, if I lose him and that happened to me, I, I, well, first of all, I wouldn't ever leave that fucking biohazard suit ever. <laughs> um, but second of all, I would murder that bitch on Isaac. <laughs> Throw, you just, just open like, up a murder bomb her. and put it in my face. Yeah, I just grab her and drag both of you into the incinerator. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I loved I loved uh, Charles Martin Smith's uh, uh, performance here where <laughs> he just like throws his hands up. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then runs off in horror. <laughs> um, so at the gas station, we get <laughs> Team Hank. Speeds into the parking lot. Every car gets to do a sweet skit out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What is happening? I was expecting somebody just to slide over the hood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's just like there was one or two of those, you know, marshals, agents, whatever they were, that came into the scene that were actually carrying correctly and and doing the tactics correctly. But like twenty five other ones were just pointing their guns at whatever they could see. They were <laughs> randomly pointing them in the air, pointing them at each other. I was ducking away from the goddamn TV screen. <laughs> it's like my god. Uh, I'm pretty sure right the, the direction of that scene was, hey, everybody, look cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't think you're sneaking up on him, dog. <laughs> uh, Mulder finds Angelo alive. He tells Hank later that his hair might have saved him. <laughs> That's why he was cast. He had poofy hair. It was written directly for him. If only that Can other I... dad had more hair than... <laughs> Could have saved his life. Um, so the first time I shaved my head, <laughs> um, the um, it was first background you need to know my mother's a fucking insane person, <laughs> like straight up fucking insane. Okay. But the first time she saw me after I shaved my head, she's like, "Well, you should be careful because you know you shave your head if you fall down or something, get you could get hurt because you don't have any protection for your head." <laughs> and. Which I thought is the craziest thing a person could say. But then I realize, then I see this episode and I'm like, oh, well, maybe that is a thing that people think. <laughs> Hair is used for protection from terrible falls. Uh, so Angelo told Mulder about Steve's boil. So Mulder tells Hank about the uh, threat of contagion. And he's wondering if these guys have any girlfriends. And Hank's like, listen, this is a straight up Smokey and the Bandit sitch. We, gotta, <laughs> we don't have time for this. So Mulder decides... Evidence. Ah, we don't need to find out why they're doing things. 
<laughs> Mulder gets the last number called on the payphone, and meanwhile, a helicopter swoops in. Four men in containment suits throws a screaming Angelo into a pod and take them away. And Mulder and Hank okay, are left sorry. there confused. <laughs> Can we just talk about when he's like, when um um, a cop guy, a uh, Breaking Bad dude, is having Hank. issues with the the soda machine. <laughs> Like it's it's like they weren't like he's like hey we're gonna give you a little character beat to uh, start up the scene with uh, just you know give you some action to do uh, he's fighting with a soda machine <laughs> in the most angry way possible and then he just walks off like fuck it I don't even need sodas <clears throat> oh why doesn't this I can't work it <clears throat> fuck it don't even need it don't even want it I don't care. <laughs> You're just trying to say something. I mean, this guy puts his life on the line every day. Listen, I was just putting my life on the line, just wanted an orange crush, but I guess I don't need it. I didn't want it anyway. Who cares? I don't even, I don't even like orange crush. I'll go get a Dr. Pepper somewhere else where people aren't getting murdered. Uh, so we go to Elizabeth's house, which is at 925 August Street, by the way. Uh, just so you know. Oh, no. Here we go. September 25th is Jillian Anderson's daughter, Piper's birthday. She is. Oh. She just celebrated her nineteenth birthday, guys. I'm old. <laughs> Y'all, you're old. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe Chris Carter had an infatuation with the Dolly Parton movie Nine to Five. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> too nice. There you go. You're waiting all week for that uh, one. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, I will say this much: the scene where the uh, just backing up a little bit, the scene where Mulder was near the helicopters, it took off. Yeah, he was like right up on that thing when it took off. Did you all notice that? I mean, yeah, he's standing right next to it. It just took off right next to him. That's not very safe. <laughs> Sorry, it's also hilarious. No, no, yeah, no. it is. It's like the the way just like like oh, got a body, snatched it and run. <laughs> oh, hey, what are you doing? Where are you taking that? Who are you? Come back here. <laughs> They snatched our body. I love it. It's so funny because like nobody is just like, yeah, got it. Like, like, wouldn't you just assume that maybe some of those other people could be infected too? Yeah. Like, where are they getting their information? Um. Yeah. So the pink part pharmaceutical body snatcher team. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about um, about, you know, like Piper. She uh, actually. Jillian Anderson said in like recent interviews that she's, you know, she's interested in the X-Files and Jillian sat down and watched like some of her favorite episodes with her, but she hasn't seen like the entire series. I'm just kind of putting a call out right now. If Piper <laughs> wants to join our podcast, I think we might have a, sp- a spot for you. At least fill in with one of us like has to, has to be away <laughs> for a week. <laughs> pipes, I'm tagging out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Paul and Steve drive up. Uh, Paul is honking the horn, hooting and hollering. Uh, Elizabeth leaves her son and runs out to give her uh, boyfriend some love. Uh, Daddy's home. <laughs> Paul tells Elizabeth he bought he brought a friend who's passed out in the car. She looks at him repulsed and then puts her hand on his forehead. <laughs> He's burning up. Oh, oh well, it's, it's probably the sniffles. Bring him in He'll, so he can affect us all. <laughs> what the fuck Gross. are you doing? <laughs> Do it. Elizabeth is played by Linda Boyd. Uh, we actually saw her in uh, Claire's favorite episode, Fire. Um, Bob, Bob huh? the car- caretaker, oh. offered her a light at the bar <laughs> before cackling oh. and setting the place on fire. I thought she looked familiar. She was the one. She was like, "I love the your British accents" or something like that. <laughs> mm. 
So at the prison incinerator room, uh, Scully's on the phone trying to find the origin of this empty package she found. I guess they just kind of threw it in there. Um, the bigger question is, where's the rest of that leg? Yeah. What happened to that? Oh. And the fa- she's also not wearing a mask, and uh, the body of uh, Bobby Torrance is still exposed. Oh, what the fuck what are you happening? doing? <laughs> Everybody, put on those biohazard suits and leave them on. What are you? What are you doing? Like, why would you ever take it off? <laughs> she calls Mulder and tells him that it was sent from Pink Pharmaceuticals, and Mulder needs to know how it's transmitted. So she hangs up and then starts poking at the corpse with some tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, all right, you realize this means that at this point they have no clue how this infection is spread. Right. Nope. What are they doing? <laughs> and then, uh, just to make it even more gross, she pulls a disgusting bug out of the popped boil. <laughs> Blah. Is this one of the times you looked away, Tammy? There's a few times you're like, I'm not uh, watching. I, yeah, I, you know what? I probably really watched maybe 30% of this episode because <laughs> most of it I just sat with my eyes closed going, okay, Robin, tell me when it's over. Tell me when it's over. <laughs> I'm not watching this. Uh, I had to stop a few times and have little panic attacks. Because, <laughs> like, seriously, I didn't watch when anything exploded ever because I, I couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Back in Elizabeth's house, uh, Elizabeth is applying a cold compress to Steve. He wakes up in shock, grabs her, and his boil explodes in her face and open mouth. A ridiculous Just amount of pus covers her face. Just like the septic tank from a houseboat. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, it was like gallons that just came out of that guy's face. Yeah. This was the worst. She did have the appropriate reaction, however. Yeah, she, yeah, she did. I'll have to give her that. Goes right to the bathroom to wash it off. And, of course, oh. bad timing. Team Hank kicks in the door and holds the mother at gunpoint in front of her crying son. What she um, should say is, just shoot me. Just shoot me. Shoot me! I, I'd rather die. Shoot me! Like, uh, Robin, mm. we, we just can't avoid it. It happens. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It bothers me as much as it bothers you. Trust me. <laughs> I just like this poor kid. Like he doesn't even have any lines in this in this episode. Like he's just you know <laughs> he's got a douchebag for a father, and he comes home and you know mom. He also lives with a mother that hangs an American flag in their house. Yeah. yeah. And, and, Ooh, and you know she's all oh, about like gross. you know hitting uh, hitting the sack with uh, her, with daddy. Good daddy's home. And, you know, he's just sitting there like... Who escaped from prison. Oh, yes, yeah. that daddy. Yeah. And then... Oh, gosh. Uh, poor kid. Um, so... Almost as good as last week's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder... Uh, it's all about family values. <laughs> Mulder finds Steve dead and Paul is gone. Um, at the prison, Scully sees Angelo being brought in and... Um, Osborne pulls her into another room. The whole prison's quarantined now. They're not letting him out. And uh, yeah, by the way, I work for Pink Pharmaceuticals. We don't have we don't work for the CDC at all. They orig- they they financed the whole bug safari that the Robert Torrance went on. And uh, yeah, she pulls out the bug she collected, and he's like, ah, of course, <laughs> Fasciphaga masculata, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this bug carries a parasite that can carry a parasite that attacks the immune system, creates pustules full of uh, the larva and uh, the parasite as well. I'm a little shaky on the science here, but... Yeah, so 
Okay. So apparently what's killing you is the disease, but the disease is transmitted via the insects, which burrow in and then they pop out of pustules because uh, but so what's making you sick is there is the disease from the insects is the disease separate from the insects they just carry it i, I don't understand they, i think that's where they've screwed up because that you know it's either a parasite or a virus you know you yeah. can, it, they're, they're treating it like it's an illness but it's not it's they're telling us right there it's a parasite which makes you very ill but not like a virus you know parasites are actually can be worse than virus I think what happens, I think Chris Carter is confused (laughs) and he's just like, oh, well, they caught a bug. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's a disease. They literally caught a bug. (laughs) (laughs) That's his level of science knowledge. Like, I was like, okay, so... So the bug has the parasite. The bug bites you. The uh, the you know, or you get you know pus squirted in your face. But let's say the bug is carrying the parasite and it bites you, and and then I don't. Well, it's it's just that that's the life cycle of the insect. Yeah. It because it, it explodes and then like the little ones like burrow in and form the pustules. But I don't know where the disease comes from unless it's just like um, like that's the natural uh, body's um, um, immune reaction to this insect. Turning your flesh into a cheese pizza. No. Right. No, stop ruining <laughs> cheese pizzas. Um, so we go to the uh, – uh, oh, yeah. Scully realizes she may be infected since she was there when he got infected. Um, so we go to Skinner's office. Yep, there is a manhunt for a prisoner who could be spreading a horrific contagion. But what's more important right now is Mulder <laughs> getting some goddamn answers. <laughs> um, Smokey is puffing away in a dark corner and um, – Telling, uh, he says, telling Mulder and Scully the truth about this would have hindered the case. They would have spread panic. Mulder says, I won't be a party to his lies, to your lies. And he says, uh, oh, you're a party to it already. And standing around here doing nothing while the prisoner's out there spreading the disease. So, <laughs> All right. Now, here's where this episode is ridiculous. <laughs> it does take a turn here. Because... Uh, they've they've tried to play this thing before where it's like you, you hear the stuff like oh well it would be too much of panic if the public knew the truth we're we've got to keep them from it and there's a, there's a good reason to keep this but in this episode it's it's weirdly heavy handed with it and it, it doesn't work out because yeah in the moment it might cause a panic but after it's resolved I don't, why just let everybody know I don't understand what is the point of keeping it secret right. I, uh, oh, because these big corporations, they control things. But yeah, but you've got more than enough evidence. And at the end of the episode where they're like, oh, now we can't show the world because they'll make us look stupid. But really? Because the dude had the same name? That's the cover? <laughs> That's enough? Because it's not. Yeah. Well, all the evidence is you burned. All the evidence. There's, but what about all of the <laughs> all of the witnesses? Like, all of them. Well, I, you know, we're so separated now, obviously, 20 years. Nowadays, there'd be phone video and there'd be, you know, <laughs> yeah. pictures on Instagram of the pustules <laughs> and things like that. Check out the picture I put on this pustule. Yeah, there'd be more than enough evidence <laughs> nowadays. It's just back there's then, an, there was there's an empty and wing of a prison. There's an entire prison that's emptied of, from dead prisoners. Yeah. Um, there's two FBI agents, at least. Yeah. There's all of those uh, um, SWAT or uh, were they National Guards people? Like all of them are in on the conspiracy. What's happening? I, 
I was just thinking, like, are they just trying? Because they always try and make, you know, the government is working with everybody. You know, they're working with the aliens, and now they're working maybe with the Pink Corporation. And since this is supposed to be an experiment that went bad, like maybe that's why they don't want to. But it's not even an experiment. It's just they found like uh, there's an insect. It's like an outbreak of a disease from an insect. It's not even like a secret conspiracy experiment. Well, it was. Oh, well, I just thought since they put it in the prison, like they were trying to see. Yeah, but it, what would happen? Like I thought that was the experiment. Oh, that, yeah, they were they didn't want to test it, so they put it on the prisoners and said, "Oh, let's see what happens to them." Yeah, yeah. So they didn't have to spend the money to you know to test it on lab rats. Use prisoners. Right, right, right. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, this is like a you know like a classic like almost like a Robin Cook kind of scenario here. We're running after like a you know against a clock with this virus and blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, I think like halfway through this episode, it's like, well, wait a second. I want to talk about I want to talk about misinformation as well. You know, and yeah. it's, it's a little you're, it right, doesn't, you're right. It doesn't like this. Episode especially, it just does not work. Right. Um, and by the way, the this is this is a standalone. And and this is a very, very rare appearance of the cigarette smoking man being in one of these standalones. That was confusing to me. That just didn't, you know, because he was more, from what I remember of the series, he's more tied closer to, like, the overall mythology type episode. And this is just weird. Yeah, it's very rare. (laughs) What you don't realize is my brother is is on the board of Pink Pharmaceuticals. (laughs) The cigar smoking man. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Definitely. There's also like during that whole thing with him and Skinner, like there's so much of the you you, you don't understand what's really going on. This is bigger than you. <laughs> I love those lines. It's like stop it, just stop all of these. <laughs> um, so we're at a uh, we're, Mulder goes to the parking garage. He's getting in his car and he he struggles with his seatbelt. <laughs> and Scully calls and she's like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "Oh, these damn seatbelts. These rebel cars are a bitch." And she's like, "Aren't they though?" <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that was a deep cut for people who have been listening for a while. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, she says uh, she's glad she brought her quarantine overnight bag with her. She's got her cards, her Sudoku, Sudoku uh, bottle of gin, some OxyClean. She's ready for <laughs> another stay. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Pink Pharmaceuticals is trying to clean up quietly. And Mulder's like, document everything. The public needs to know. And Scully worries that they might start a panic. What if he isn't infected? Um, and then the whole debate, like, what if someone dies because we withheld information? What if someone dies because we didn't? Scully says there's time for the truth, and this isn't it. Um, and everyone's going to die eventually anyway, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Scully's did I say it was my birthday today? Well. Never mind. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, Werner Herzog came on the podcast for a second. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is very exciting. I enjoy this episode. I, I enjoy seeing um, in this episode we see the prisoners because you realize we are prisoners in our own lifetimes. We are trapped. We are trapped by by the cages of reality, just waiting for something to explode in our face and make us aware of, of the time like that we have that is that is constantly ticking down, waiting to be incinerated by nature. <laughs> Um, here's where this is. This episode really puts a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, this part of the episode is where it took a turn for me. Actually, uh, at the prison, Scully pulls off her coat to reveal a lovely form-fitting sweater. Uh, Agreed. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez! I didn't notice. Uh, so Osborne uh, takes 
uh, one of the bugs and puts it in a plastic case and tapes it to her arm so it can bite her for 30 minutes. It's an uninfected bug that will lay larva in her arm and the parasite will react to it if she's infected and then it'll start showing after two hours. Science. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Listen, Scully, here's what we're going to do. we got to tape a bug to your arm for half an hour. What? This doesn't sound right. No, got to do it. Got to tape a bug to your arm for half an hour. Really? Is this how we figured it out? Yep. This is the only test we've developed. Uh, <laughs> like, what was pharmaceuticals? Because they already know how this thing kills people. Mm-hmm. So they just sent it to a prison so a bunch of people would get infected to see how fast. I guess. And the only test they've developed is taping a bug to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like, what ghetto operation is being <laughs> I feel like it's like, like well, three could... people. <laughs> He's like, you could trust me. And she should have been like, well, wait a minute. Were you the one that just a little while ago told me you were with the CDC and now you're not? And you want um, me to trust you? you? The bitch, aren't you the bitch that it um, exploded murder on my face? <laughs> <laughs> you better listen. <laughs> so at the county hospital, Mulder pulls up a chair to talk to imprisoned psychopath Dr. Hannibal Lecter. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's Elizabeth. <laughs> I told you guys. Um, <laughs> got it. <laughs> he's like, well, where's... Tell me where's Paul. Uh, he's infected. And she's like, well, why isn't it on the idiot box? And he's like, hey, not my call, lady. By the way, the government lies to you all the time. Where's Paul? <laughs> um, and so she tells him. Oh, wait. Oh, he's like, tell me where Paul is or don't. <laughs> he like, doesn't offer any sort of like, I'll, I'll set you free. I'll make sure your son goes to a good home. It's just like, tell me where he is. Moments later, Mulder tells Hank that uh, Paul is grabbing a bus to Toronto. Oh, Canada? <laughs> no problem. Never mind. <laughs> we'll let him go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Hank is a- about to call ahead to get the uh, local PD to stop Paul, but Mulder says they don't know what they're dealing with. Infection could spread. What we now need is control. It's, it's another Janet Jackson song. I'm just going <laughs> to Um... <laughs> Just wait till Mulder and Scully go to the Rhythm Nation. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to be insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> so Hank tells his team it's time to drive real fast, and maybe if the, we get to the bus depot on time, we could do some sweet skidouts. <laughs> so uh, go to the bus depot, and Paul is following his ginormous boil to the counter to buy a ticket, and the ticket clerk can't look at anything but the boil. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. I, I'll just take this moment to uh, um, recommend everyone check out uh, Ramjack episode 152 when I talk about monsters on buses. <laughs> <laughs> this episode felt very familiar. <laughs> uh, so uh, we go to the prison, and Dr. Osborne collapses just as they take the bug off of Scully. And Scully, of course, is leaning right over his pulsating boil. <laughs> Everybody, they're not that interesting to look at. Look, don't get away. What are you doing? And now these earlier, I thought we learned learned uh, quote unquote uh, that doesn't this thing take thirty six hours? So are we supposed to think that's already been right thirty six hours sure. or three days or however long? Like it's been that know. long since he had the thing. Okay, no, <laughs> but I think he's you know he's really he's just he's relaxing. I, I think it's it takes it, the the, the parasites <laughs> have a lot easier time taking him down. Whereas this other guy, he's out running. It's he's really taxing himself. It's, so it's it takes longer for it to uh, to come to fruition. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe it's something to do with like he got like a super mega dose in his face. <laughs> like this came from like it went from warthog to this guy to his face. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the people that actually got it splattered in their face die faster for obvious mm. reasons. How much of it do you have to swallow to like die part. immediately? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you just like if you just like chew on that boil, like how fast do you die? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah well paul paul got got it through the sheets so maybe it was like a lesser dose i don't know <laughs> um so uh dr osborne's like listen if you live tell everyone you murdered me <laughs> <laughs> you bitch uh, <laughs> because you did <laughs> Tell my pregnant wife it was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And Scully does a quick lab test, little uh, blood slides, and yes, no more quarantine. Thank you, Jeannie. <laughs> uh, so at the bus depot, a mother is putting her boy on the bus. Uh, this mother is played by Chilton Crane, who played Margaret Homan in the classic episode Miracle Man. Uh, she was the woman that was wheeled in on the wheelchair, and uh, Samuel tries to cure her, ends up killing her. Um, she'll be back like two more times as well. So we needed Samuel in this episode. <laughs> please, please heal me, Samuel. I just got, <laughs> it's got boiled pus in my face, and if you kill me by accident, that's okay too. <laughs> Um, so the boy is on going on the bus to Toronto by himself for the first time. So his uncle Jake can take him to some strip clubs up there. It's going to be amazing. Um, and Paul grabs him and he's like, what's the time? And, uh, the boy tells him and sees this horrific pustule on his face and thinks, man, how messed up would that be to be like right up close to it? (laughs) That would be horrible. (laughs) I don't even like this close. <laughs> Back at the incinerator, the the pink pharmaceutical guys are uh, doing some hasty cremations. Uh, now is the time to burn the bodies. Mm-hmm. Scully asks Auerbach, "Hey, where's where did Doctor Osborne go?" Uh, and he's like, "Right here." And he throws the bodies in the incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> it's fu- this Doctor Osborne, <laughs> the one you killed. Goodbye. I don't know how she lost track of him. By the way. <laughs> Um, she's she's got her eye on the prize. <laughs> she's looking at a microscope, and they're just sneaking in and like, got him. Uh, by the way, his body bag had a label on it, and it said O one seven Osborne. And I could have sworn when we first watched it, it said Ozzy Osborne, just like as like a <laughs> gag. They decided to name him because he doesn't have a first name. Um, so Scully O one seven. That's his name. Yeah. Scully threatens to tell, and uh, Auerbach's like, ha no one will corroborate your story here, and uh, be glad this thing is under control. Um, so, But, like, all of reality corrobor- corroborates. There's an empty prison. <laughs> There's a kid that's, like, lost his parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at the bus depot, uh, Team Hank swarms. And uh, Mulder talks to the ticket lady, and it's a it's a very funny little silent scene in EC where she is like animating what looks like a giant bowl <laughs> boil on her face with her hands. No, no, it's this big. <laughs> um, so Hank and Mulder find out what bus Paul is on, and 
that's when Scully calls and tells Mulder um, that Paul is the last bit of evidence that they have. Um, by the way, trivia, Mulder and Scully use their cell phones more in this episode than any other in season one or two, just so you know. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Mulder tells Hank, hey, since uh, I'm the only one without a uniform, I'll go on the bus and nobody will notice that I'm anybody in particular. Uh, and I'll put a gun to Paul's head and tell everybody to leave the bus. And Hank's like, well, I, I could have just taken my, my jacket off, but I guess, you know, it's your plan. <laughs> um, yeah. <sighs> Nothing can go wrong here. <laughs> Mulder gets on the bus, doesn't see Paul, talks to the bus driver who honestly has no idea what's going on despite all the buses around him evacuating. Yeah. All of the buses are evacuating. There's cops everywhere. But these buses have windows. <laughs> like, how is no one – and there's no one, like, getting off the bus like, oh, my God, what the hell's going on? Why are we all being shepherded out of here? <laughs> By police. Yeah. Also, yeah, what's the police. sound of all those people walking on top of the buses? <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Exactly. They're like on top of the buses. They're crawling on the floor. They're all over the place. Yep. <laughs> people are just not walking exactly. by like nothing's happened. Not exactly the stealthiest of all missions I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shows the dimwit a picture of Paul and he's like, oh, he's right over there and points directly at him. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul, Paul and Mulder draw guns and uh, Paul grabs the little boy. And pulls his uh, revolted face right next to the boil. Oh! <laughs> Look at this monster pepperoni. Pepperoni <laughs> pepperoni. Um, it, it just to me looked like a rock sticking out of his face, like a piece of quartz or something. It was nasty. It was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's like pulsing. It's like it's like about to go off. It is a ticking time bomb. Mulder's tells him how hopeless the whole situation is and uh, Paul slowly lets everyone off the bus and then lets the boy go and Mulder asks him what was in the package that Bobby received but Paul is killed by a sniper and it would have been amazing well, if it oh, was a bullet right through the <laughs> boil because yes <laughs> I love that he's, he's the sniper and then there's it looks like smoke and, and it's fun to think for a second that Smoking Man did it himself <laughs> Or just the fact, like, if he got shot in the head and he just kind of falls over and you see this geyser of pus come up. <laughs> yeah, I really thought we were going to see, like, the pus, like, just hit against the glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, back at Skinner's, Mulder uh, drops a dead bug on his desk and is like, hey, Pink Pharmaceuticals is using Bobby as patient zero and we're going to the media with it. And uh, Skinner says they don't know what they don't know. They don't know. You don't know who you're dealing with. Um, I thought I was dealing with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, um, so Scully comes in with the info on the uh, etymologist and says, hey, same name as prisoner. So they could blame it on the pro- postal service. And Mulder's like, you just no, oh. that's for, let's stop the plan right there. <laughs> Their big trick was they got – they sent it to a prisoner that had the same name as their entomologist as a backup plan in case things got out of hand. Um, they were going to blame it on the Postal Service. They put the address on the yeah, envelope. Right. <laughs> oh, what? This prison address isn't our entomologist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got so confused. We were looking up in our records of people that we hire, and we thought it, the, the person that we usually use to study uh, pig legs <laughs> is uh, an inmate in prison. Oh, and by the way, we use DHL and wrap our possibly diseased legs in newspaper. 
Yeah. Like how 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 does that make them? How does that get out of jail free card? <laughs> I feel that's a oh your company's going down in ashes now because you send newspaper wrapped pig legs to prisoners that you think are entomologists. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it was probably a dead giveaway when it was like cell C block forty two. <laughs> it's like don't normally see that on most mail, but and like if you can dress. like mail a if you can mail a pig leg into a prison, like uh, how come we're not sending more, more uh, nail files? <laughs> <laughs> I figured Winston the prison guard was in on it too because he looked pretty like <laughs> worried. Um, yeah. But anyway, I have no idea. Um, so Skinner says, I stand on the line that you keep crossing. And, uh, as a friend, watch your back. This is just the beginning. Bum, bum, bum. What is the line they're crossing? <laughs> that, you know, the, the line, the line where like, you're not supposed to cross. Like you've realized, you realize that, you know, it's over your head. This is over your head. And, uh, so, so is sick smoking man was his plan that they would get killed by this infection or that they would just be more competent at catching the people that had the infection. I, I they, Mulder thought that it was just to be so they could be discredited. That that was it. So I just think he shows up to rub their face and everything. <laughs> he has no purpose other than say, "Yeah, you suck." Here's why. I mean, see ya. If you want to discredit them, just give Mulder like a platform to speak. Because we're talking about aliens. Like discrediting Mulder is not hard to do. <laughs> Um, so, last bit of trivia here. Um, the exploding pustules were carefully rigged to burst on command. Makeup supervisor Toby Lindala constructed a handheld device that connected via tube to the uh, sores. Uh, when the device was pressed, the pustule would burst. Uh, he said that filming these scenes were particularly arduous. I was jammed underneath one of the bus seats with these extras basically stepping on my head. And... Uh, even uh, Frank Spotness thinks uh, that this was a little bit too much. He said, when we saw the pustule bursting on film, we just laughed because it was so over-the-top grotesque. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's the monster this week? Is it just horrible boils? or it, it, It's exploding pustules. <laughs> so pretty scary. <laughs> the scariest, absolutely. How creative are they? I, I mean, they have a whole system worked out. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll give him that really one. Creative. I'm not even going to talk about sex appeal. Uh, mm. <laughs> and Mulder versus Scully. Scully, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, uh, Mulder. Who's no. <laughs> yes. got to reach through this phone and strangle you to death? Jesus. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. She freaking. Oh, we just cut this plastic. Oh, what could this be? Hey, don't do that. Splat. Uh, I just thought maybe you guys would give it to her once she took off her jacket, but I guess not. <laughs> she came. Uh, it's, no. a, it's a solid <laughs> case to be made. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget that she cut open a body bag and let's and murder some poor guy. Murdered. She murdered that man. Uh. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into some feedback. Why don't we start with our missing co-host who sent him two voicemails. Here we go. Hello, Introtex. It's Claire leaving feedback for F. Emasculata. Is that how they said it? Anyway, as you can tell, well, you can probably guess what I thought of this episode. I am actually even further in the future this week. I am an extra two hours in the future because I am in Kefalonia in Greece. 
and my sister got married yesterday yay and it was beautiful and awesome and great um, and then I'm coming home in a couple of days um, but I did get a chance to watch F Emasculata that's how you say it um, before I left the UK um, yeah this episode really I really didn't like it <laughs> and it wasn't because it was gross um, which I'm sure some of you didn't like it because because of that but like you know, it was a kind of a disease thing. It was a bit like outbreak, and it was kind of like, oh, okay. I don't understand why the pharma- pharmaceutical company um, infected these people to then cure them, and it was kind of like a, a a test. But like, what if it spread? I don't understand. I hope you guys can explain it because I didn't get that. Also, if you find like a a, a boar or whatever that thing was, and it's got um, great big pussy boils on it you don't don't stick your face in it because obviously and the, the thing was actually pulsating it's obviously going to explode you're an idiot even the guy from deep impact did it later and i was like these people are so stupid and i wasn't getting grossed <laughs> out i was getting annoyed because really they deserved kind of everything they got for being complete dum-dums um i can't really remember what Mulder or scully did in this episode scully was a bit of a dum-dum I'm going to give it to her just because, you know, it's Scully. Um, what else happened? No. I can't even remember. It, this, yeah, I didn't like this episode. Um, last week was so much more wacky fun, and before that was Humbug, which was amazing. Yeah, this episode was, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, I am going to give it um, 5 out of 10 overuses of the word truth. Because I swear in one, in like a 10 minute segment, they used the word truth ten, uh, about, what, six times? Something like that. Ten, 10's maybe a bit of an exaggeration. It was about six times and it was the scene with a cigarette smoking man and it was all, oh, the truth, the truth, what's the truth? Oh, I want to find out the truth, the truth, the truth, whatever. So yeah, five out of ten overuses of the word truth. Um, I will see you guys next week for whatever episode is next week. I think it's soft light. I can't remember. It is soft light. Um, miss all my little intro toxes, and I'll see you soon. Bye. I just looked it up. Uh, just a quick search in the script. The word truth is used nine times. Nine <laughs> times. Nine times. <laughs> Claire, rethink Scalder versus Molly. What? Scully versus Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been drinking. I, not yet. <laughs> Scalder. Scalder. <laughs> rethink that. Um, oh, wow. I, I thought tr- control was overused, but that was seven times, and I think there's a couple of things where it's like controlled or controlling. Which you don't realize that seven and nine were the ages when Chris Carter... <laughs> Uh, got brain damaged for the first time. <laughs> uh, here's uh, a follow-up from Claire. Hello again, intro to X. So, yeah, I forgot something in my first feedback. Um, as you can hear, I'm not outside now. I'm in the restaurant. Uh, um, yeah, Dean Norris. Yay, Hank. I was yeah. so happy to see him. Um, and then he did absolutely nothing, which sucked. But yay, Dean Norris. I kind of hope he comes back as a completely different character who's awesome and badass and uh, is in the series for multiple, multiple episodes. Um, also, my dad's going to say hi. Here you go. Hi. That was my dad. And hi. here's my mum. Say hi, mum. Hi. Hello. Podcast. Um, yeah, that was them saying hi. There's more other people here, but I can't be bothered to go around the entire table. Anyway, I'll see you guys soon. Bye. 
<laughs> Thanks, Claire. Would have been awesome Thank if Claire's you. mom had like you know his her mom was like howdy. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all. <laughs> Um, well, we have some regular written emails. Um, one first, well, I, also, I just want to address Claire. You can't say that um, the Breaking Bad guy didn't do anything because he had a, a serious moment with that soda machine. <laughs> uh, it's not, you cannot ignore that. Um, we have. Uh, I'll own a vine now. Did did somebody want to read what Des sent in? She actually didn't record her voice this week. Brad, you're just sure. lost. You you want you John to write something down for you, or did did, did Des number things? <laughs> <laughs> so lost. I'm just gonna pretend she did. All right, this is Des's feedback with added numbers. <laughs> what number one? As a future epidemic. Epi epidemi fuck, what is wrong? I'm having a stroke. I'm losing my brain. I'm dying. You already have the nosebleed. As a future epidemi God damn it. Uh, Des is gonna study some diseases and whatnot. <laughs> she loves a good epidemic story, number two, but I don't think this one was the best. I would have liked it more if it really had the CDC investigating and not just a pharmacological company covering it up. Next number. I've already lost count. Um, (laughs) The pustules from this disease were disgusting. Agreed. They were revolting and monstrous, especially when they burst all over people. Yes. Use face shield, people. How about just keep your faces away from pulsating oils? It's terrifying. It's pulsating like mad. Clearly, it's going to blow. <laughs> I did enjoy Dean Norris playing his usual dickish government agent. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, talk to you guys next week. Hugs and kisses, Des. Aww. Very I'm nice. no epidemiologist, but that was a good email. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Do you want to read this one from Heidi, Tammy? Sure. Hold on. Let me pull it up. All right. Hey there. I really don't understand some of these episode titles. <laughs> Um, th- this one is th- named after the bug, Heidi. Uh, this episode <laughs> was just away. gross with all the bugs and body fluids. I was glad that we see that sometimes when Mulder and Scully stumble upon weird occurrences, it's not because they choose to go there. Although I was a little confused. Was the cigarette smoking man trying to get them killed? And Brad is right. Look how dangerous nature is. That, ah. scientist, w- <laughs> that scientist went out into nature and look what happened. Well, no. What happened was that scientist put his face in a freaking boil of a pig. Anyway. <laughs> uh, also this true. Is, <laughs> this is just the beginning. Do you tagline anyone? Oh, the conspiracy. Until next time, Heidi. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll just read the last email here and then we'll do all voicemails. Do like a immemorium reel. No, that, that wouldn't work. These people are alive. <laughs> um, okay, Terry. <laughs> Terry says, hey, y'all. Uh, Dr. Robert Torrance is a fool. The word doctor would tell you he should know better than to playing with pulsing pus. He should have died. We are all safer in the world. Oh, he should have died. We are all safer in the world without him. Would that package have had some kind of smell to it? Um, Why would no one sent to the prison know why they were there? This all seems very shady. Why are there three characters named Robert? Uh, This should be numbered. Uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> number four why are there three characters named robert scully has to deal with not one but two assholes who don't care she's fbi uh best line comes from the gas station attendant you look messed up um hey scully knew knew to wear a mask and she got someone infected um murdered him 
Seriously. Why do the people who should know what is going on not know? Do they have supervisors? They have cell phones. I think I think you mean do they have supervisors? Oh, do, <laughs> do they have supervisors? <laughs> they have cell Such phones a- and pay phones. <laughs> Call them. If the guy working the grill at McDonald's is having a problem, they get help. All right. Um <laughs> And the white trash are together. <laughs> Listen, when sometimes when when people at McDonald's um, are having terrible diseases, they get help from their supervisors. What <laughs> <laughs> like, he means is even the people. Tape- <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like if you're at McDonald's and you're having an issue, they will tape a bug to your arm without no questions <laughs> asked. And the white trash are together. They're breeding. Oh no. Uh, the government is looking out for the interest of a corporation and not the people. Hmm. Happy that's not going on nowadays. Finally, Mulder goes to see his boss and he finds out that the government hides things. Who would have seen that coming? Um, Mulder is shocking Elizabeth with the fact that the government doesn't release things to the news. All right. You've hit this joke like three times, dude. All right. Um, I mean, even I wouldn't go there. All right. Uh, Scully. Ever. Scully seems dumb sometimes. <laughs> why is Dr. Osborne spelling things out for her, to her? Uh, why do the guys in the hazmat suits not have their masks on? The horror Brad must have felt during the standoff on the bus as that big ball of pus was in the kid's face must have been intense. That, that's my life. There are so many of our <laughs> listeners that were probably with you during, th- throughout this episode, <laughs> Brad. Yes. They were thinking of you and they were worried. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Scully ends things with an info dump. Ew. Uh, I give this 8 out of 10 horrified Brad. (laughs) Not more than one, though. Nope. (laughs) All right, so back to the voicemails. This one's from Ina. Hi, Intro Talks. This is Ina. Okay, this episode, F. Emasculata. I never, ever want to see this again. Ooh, it's (laughs) so gross. (laughs) With the exploding boils. Ugh. Why? Okay, why? Um, Apart from the extreme uncomfortableness of this episode, um, it wasn't too bad if you look at the story. It was um, really nothing supernatural or alien or mysterious. There was just a conspiracy with the pharmaceutical company. I could understand everything in the plot. Uh, That's unusual for the (laughs) X-Files. Yeah, this episode had a young Dean Norris. Yay! Yay! Um, He was... That was nice. I like him. Uh, And we had Skinner and Smokey uh, in a few short scenes. Um, And... um, yeah, it wasn't too bad, but come on, Scully, you walking around uh, the corpses, you know there's a dangerous disease. You don't put on any suit or hardly a mask, and <laughs> you... Uh, aren't you a doctor? <laughs> it's a miracle that she didn't get infected, I have to say. This was kind of a cross between outbreak and prison break. Um, Ooh. Quite yeah. uh, gross, but uh, not not too confusing, at least. Um, I'm going to give it 6 out of 10. Ooh. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You could even call Thank it prison you. outbreak. Hey-o. Hey-o. Um, Michael David uh, sends his uh, voicemail with a couple of uh, zinger titles. One was F-emasculating. 
And the other <laughs> is intro to Triple X. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, Interdex. My feedback for F. Emasculata. That was it, right? Um, who does this dude from Pink Pharmaceutical think he is talking to <laughs> Dr. Dana? I'll take over any fucking emergency room I want, Scully. <laughs> who does he think he is just blowing her off? She will come in there without a bio suit on and check out whatever contagion is going on. She will breathe in those freaking maggots or whatever they were. <laughs> inside the bodies she doesn't care she'll pick that bug right out of there without any gloves on <sighs> I thought she was wearing she's gloves. got some I mean look she survived old age I mean how could she not survive <laughs> a few little cockroaches in somebody's face spewing pus all in everybody's mouth which was incredibly disgusting while I was eating breakfast um <laughs> And Mulder, uh, <clears throat> I believe the score is Mulder 3, Big Jim from Under the Dome, 0. <laughs> yeah, Big Jim, not a good U.S. Marshal. Uh, he just went from one sci-fi show to the other. <laughs> X-Files, Under the Dome. Not sure which That's is it. more well-written at this point. Um, <laughs> no, X-Files is much better written than Thank Under you. the Dome. Thank <laughs> you. I was going to say, what the... Nobody watch that, please. It's terrible. It really is. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I was disgusted by the pus in the face constantly. All right. And can somebody put some uh, lights in the incinerator room? Because uh, it could be a hazard. You could trip <laughs> over something and fall right into the incinerator. I think that's how we ended up with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the episode. Good episode. Skinner walking the line between John Boehner and Mulder. He's just trying to keep <laughs> the peace. Big Pharma is out to get everyone. Maybe next week we'll have Monsanto. Goodbye, everyone. Monsanto, Monsanto. Monsanto. (laughs) (laughs) This next one's from Matt and Mel, and they said that this uh, feedback was originally 11 minutes long. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) This episode ruined my breakfast. (laughs) I'm really questioning your weekend (laughs) habit of making a nice breakfast, watching the X-Files. It's just, this episode did not... (laughs) go well with our breakfast <laughs> scully got to exclaim once again i'm a medical doctor well got her places she also got somebody killed who did she get killed she got that uh the doctor killed she's Why? like i'm just gonna open this murder like what are you doing and it's... no he got himself killed he knew he yeah. shouldn't have went close to that scully needs to stop hanging out with all these diseased corpses well he was trying to protect <laughs> her he was trying to protect her from the pus yeah but just like lead her away don't <laughs> try to close a bag that is obviously not closable yeah i was kind of disappointed because when it said william b davis i don't know in my mind my mind went to don davis and i was like <laughs> oh we're gonna get to see scully's dad uh, <laughs> you got to see all these other breaks. awesome people, though. Yeah. Well, come on, William D. B. Davis is pretty awesome. Yeah, he is. He's... But then you get to see Dean Norris. Oh my God, yeah. Breaking Bad. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and Pete from Pete. Briscoe County Junior. Yep. John Piper Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. Pete from Briscoe County Junior. He's a great character. If anyone's he, ever seen that show, he really is. He's awesome. He was one of my favorites. That's a show I would like to do an intro cast on, but we wouldn't have any listeners because it's not on Netflix or anything. People would have to just jump in and buy buy the show out of blind. I wish it was on Netflix. Yeah, no. I wish it was on Netflix. It's a yeah. great show. It is. What did you What did you write there? You wrote something about Mulder when he was like, "Oh, his hair." Oh. <laughs> The kid's floppy hair saved him from the the bludgeoning. (laughs) And, yeah, Mulder... Tells that to Dean Norris, who's bald. Yeah, he's, like, rubbing it in. (laughs) Bald, U.S. Marshal. Well, the kid's big hair probably saved him. Baldy. (laughs) Mulder, you're so mean. (laughs) 
I've got pretty big hair too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this episode was really gross. Like, I liked I liked seeing all these cool actors in there, but then I was like, eh. is that why Robin was so? Yeah, I'm wondering. So dreading this, I thought he was just dreading it because it was a bad episode. That's but what it, I thought too. It, it wasn't any worse than any other X Files bad episode. No, it was decent. Like, yeah. I didn't mind it. It was just gross. It was really <laughs> gross. Yeah. Oh, what was the thing? What was the thing with like the doctor sticking the bug on Scully's arm? Is that a thing? Can you <laughs> test for diseases by putting a bug on your arm and taping it down in a little plastic box? Is that well, a thing? I want to know. That's how you test for all diseases. I was diseases. trying to figure out what he was doing. I think he kept it there until it bit her. He just wanted to freak Scully out. <laughs> I, don't know. I think he kept it there so it bit her and took her blood and then they took the blood out of... The bug? Yeah. But is this still well, Why a would they need to do that? Why can't they just take the blood out of Scully? So they wanted to see if the blood... If the infected blood would affect the bug somehow? I don't know. <laughs> like, I want... I'm... Robin, explain. Yeah, guys. No, you explain. Find out for us because we're too lazy to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I liked... Uh, Dean Norris is a team of, like, intense U.S. Marshals. Well, Dean Norris is very intense anyways. Yeah. yeah. But they were like, rawr, or yeah. all over. Oh, my God. The guy, the guy, when they were, like, at the bus terminal, and the dude, like, shimmying on his back with the gun. What the hell is he doing? I don't know what he was doing. He was just, like, yeah. holding his gun up and shimmying on his back. Like, laying I was down like, flat. Yeah. I was like, what? what I was like, are you going under You're the just bus? jealous. You're going to try to but shoot he, up under the bus? just shimmying besides the bus. I was like, what is he doing? I don't know. It's completely useless. Well, they were, like, trying to shove themselves into every little space they could they're just like he's like gets in the luggage compartment underneath the bus just so whatever the guy tried they could be like ah surprise (laughs) surprise motherfucker and to me this episode will forever be known as the episode where Mulder was defeated by a (laughs) seatbelt it's too hard it's too hard I give up (laughs) alright well what would you give it well if this was like I was rating this episode based on its grossness I would probably give it a 3 out of 10 but because I like the actors in it I'm gonna give well except for Mulder I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a uh, 7 out of 10 bursting pustules you Mm-hmm. And I will give it a 6.5 out of 10 Big Pharma Conspiracies. Mm, you mean Pink Pharma Conspiracies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who AKA, makes their company Pink Pharmaceuticals? It's probably just the Umbrella Corporation from Resident Evil. Oh, probably. <laughs> Trying to make zombies. Oh, gross. I'm glad that nobody does the bursting pustule zombies in, like, whenever they make zombie... Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that. That's No, that was in um, Robert Rodriguez's uh, movie. Which one? The Grindhouse film. Oh, yeah. That was gross. That was all pustules. (laughs) Ew. Yeah, didn't Quentin Tarantino, like... It was all pustules and, like, melting testicles. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Spoilers. (laughs) All right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Cross Planet Terror off the uh, bonus episode potential list. Yeah. Okay, and the last one is from Moira and Davis. Hello, intro to X. Hi. NPS. Doing the Ephemasculata feedback. Hmm, that'd be a bacteria. No, you. Something something evil. Well, give me your thoughts, sir. Um, there were gross boils. Disgusting. In this episode. Uber gross. Therefore, (laughs) we can conclude. That it wasn't good. <laughs> the grossness factor alone yeah, yeah, detracted from any plot points. Is that it's what you're saying? It's pretty annoying. 
Yeah, they, it really was icky. Every time it would squirt out onto people, I'd go, ah, and jump. It was really, that was annoying. <laughs> yeah, you had to... There was literally the scene with the Osborne, Dr. Osborne. I was like, it's about to squirt on him. And that did, and you're like, oh, shh, blank. And I was like, come on, Mom. Really? I just told you. It doesn't matter that I saw it coming. It's really still, annoyed. It's still gross. I was annoyed. Anyway. So, um... <laughs> So, I get frustrated, and, and yeah, you're going to be annoyed me again. Yeah, I, I am. get frustrated that the government's just out to get Mulder. It's not out to get Mulder. They're out Watch to... your back. It's just the beginning. Yeah, because he keeps trying to uncover stuff, and he's being annoying to them. Uh, but they're not out to get him. If he'd leave it be, they'd leave him be. Yeah, but he'll never leave it be. Okay, so then they're out to get him, but that's not the that's not why, yeah. right? There was no suspense whatsoever when Scully was about to look under that microscope. No, there really wasn't. We knew darn well she would. I don't even know why they bothered. Yeah, we knew she would infect it. <laughs> However, we were horrified at Scully's lack of appropriate precautions against yeah, it was, contagion. It was ridiculous. You There's know, like all she ugh. she walked into that place and like cut open that bag with a body when all yeah. she knew was there is a disease that kills you within 36 hours mm-hmm. and it's a bacteria. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean that it's absolutely impossible that like contact skin to skin could give it to you? No, and you go and cut. Open be the body. Well, I mean, it's maybe it's not likely to be airborne, but yeah, yeah it could no, actually, be. Actually, quite likely would be from the way it was well, spreading. I guess so. Yeah. So she's nuts to be in there without protective clothing. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, she's talking with she's the little, little derby there. guy who dies, poor guy, with his little white protective clothing on, clothing on, and she's wearing nothing. Murder. Really, get in the game. What were you thinking? Just stupid. That was the dumbest thing ever, wasn't it? She should. She deserved to be infected. Oh, dang. <laughs> it was her own fault. Like she I went. Can't. I don't care. <laughs> she at this point, like. Do you see what she did? I know. She frustrated me. It's ridiculous. Um, anyway, for the grossest factor alone, it loses like five points. Five? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. It's not like I want to rewatch this no, one. No, I, I don't. I don't. No. So, um, yeah. Uh, who wins? Mulder's mm, Nobody wins. Yes, nobody. Yeah, you can. Mulder did a good job tracking down the, the, the lost, or the, um, escaped convict. The, lost, the lost boys. No. It was funny when he says, well, don't they have a girlfriend? Haven't you thought of that? And poor Hank from Breaking Bad is made to look stupid. Oh, well. No, he's not. Not. He was. Because, okay, that was also stupid. You went, you went, like, like the, like, like the like knife. The I know, Mom, I've got a point to make here. You poofed me. Mom, I've, I ser- seriously, Mom? <laughs> All right, fine. Make a point. I won't tell you my incredibly clever and genius point that was super important that you all want to hear about now. They're fighting. All right, fine, I will. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of FBI agent can pick up a phone, call some operator who's probably sitting there getting paid minimum wage, and be like, here's a string of numbers, trust me, I'm FBI. Give me all your information. Yeah, Thank was, you. I just get it. Yep. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I need that magic. I need those magical numbers. That's actually, I like, need the magic numbers. That's just silly. And I can get all knowledge, all to me. Also, was it not funny <laughs> that on the helicopter there was, like, three dudes in white, like, when they came in? And, and one, one in blue. One guy in blue. There was a smurf. Like, no, 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 I feel, no, okay, come on. <laughs> I feel like they were picking costumes, and that one actor was like, Look, I'm an extra. I don't have any lines, but give me the cool costume, and it'll be alright. He had a different hat. It was all pointy. He went, like, running in there. He felt like Rambo. This tells you something about what we thought of the episode when we're more interested in the costumes. Man, I bet you that one one actor was like, I'm not wearing your crappy white... Like, this blue thing is super I'm cool. I'm an artist. I need to express myself. <laughs> Did you guys see what you have in the costume closet? This thing is amazing. Oh, I'm wearing it. All right. Let's, let's, let's. Okay. So, the monster of the week is the disgusting bacterium, and it terrifies me. It doesn't scare me, because it, it doesn't me. exist. It doesn't matter if it were real. Parasite. But it's not real. It's like Ebola, but worse. Ugh. It's not real, though. Fine. Like El Diablo in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can we rate it then? Okay, fine, it does scare me, because if it was real, it'd be scary. Cool, let's rate it. Yeah. One. Out of... (laughs) 
Six. You're giving me a six out of ten? One out of six. One out of six. I don't even know what that is out of ten, dude. <laughs> Someone never went to school. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, oh, it was just gross. I don't know, once again. Four out of ten, maybe. That's Four out of ten, poor little crickets in the vial. Those weren't crickets. All right, we're out of here. Don't you were think? they crickets? You think know. they used crickets because they didn't no, have no any interesting bugs? No crickets were wounded in the making of this episode. Hopefully. Say goodbye. Say goodnight, John Boy. Bye. Night. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope they make up. What if they don't? Oh, what if like they just destroy family? <laughs> uh, um, well, <clears throat> uh, thanks, everybody, for their feedback. And we have to rate this thing. So uh, let's get on Ooh, to X ratings as I'm bringing up the document. Uh, John, you have the honor of going first. Actually, Claire went first. But, oh, yeah. Um, you know, she likes to skip ahead anyway. Okay. I don't really have a, a particularly witty or relevant rating system. I'll just give it a 7 out of 10. I didn't think it was as bad as, as some previous bad mm-hmm. episodes. It, and the, the, the grossness factor, I mean, it was gross, but to me it didn't really rise to the level of, like, everybody saying how gross it was. I didn't realize it was really affecting everyone that, that adversely. I mean, <laughs> seriously, because, like, you know, Having been present for probably two dozen or more autopsies, this yeah, was really nothing. I was going to say, you're kind of <laughs> desensitized, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Overall, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that didn't make sense, but that's the X-Files, or at least it mm-hmm. is at this point in the series. So, yeah, I'll give it 7 out of 10, whatever. Uh, Tammy, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I'm one of those people that was completely grossed <laughs> out. Sorry. <laughs> I, like, did not watch half of this episode because I couldn't. I just... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I have a weak stomach or whatever. I have not been present for an autopsy. Uh, I might pass <laughs> out if that ever happened. So <laughs> that would <laughs> not uh, go over well with me. So, um, And then besides that, the stuff that I did watch, half of it didn't make any sense. Things just like it was like they just threw everything together and was like, eh, maybe no one will notice because they'll just be so grossed out that they won't notice that this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's no real science. I mean, is 36 hours? Is it nine hours? Who knows? <laughs> Why do we have to put a bug on Scully's arm? Uh, I don't know. No clue. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Um, and then Smoking Man <laughs> appeared for no apparent reason. Um, it does get an ex- extra point because I love Skinner so much. So whenever he shows up, I'm okay with that. Um, so I will give it four out of ten. Pussy, puss, puss, puss. <laughs> Let me just type that down. Pussy. How do you spell pussy? That's the ten million dollar question. Brad. All right. Yeah. This is this is bonkers stuff. All right, John. We hear your dogs now. <laughs> there we go. I'm out. You let the dogs out. Um, so yeah, it was bonkers. It makes no sense as usual, but I've come to expect that. <laughs> Um, You're desensitized now, yeah, too. <laughs> well, I mean, also, like, this episode is my life. I mean, I my, my face is exploding oh. currently. Um, I'm constantly seeing bus monsters. Um, it, you know, uh, it, I will give it points because it is, cr- like, the the exploding pustules is terrifying. And it is, it, it, like, it's creepy and gross, but it is actually scary. <laughs> So I gotta give them that. Um, there was also there was the the, the uh, incinerator room from Nightmare on Elm Street, which is always a plus in my book. Um, yeah, I, it was okay. I, I'll go. 
I don't know, six and a half out of ten. Uh, Robert, 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 <laughs> Ruby, Robert, Ruby, Robert, Robert, Ruby, Robert, Ruby, Robert. All right. Uh, so yeah, I think this is. Uh, I mean, like we were discussing before, where it was kind of like half one episode, half another. Um, the 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 part where like you know they start getting into um, releasing information, and panic, and all that. I just. You know, I think they could have, you know, if they wanted to spend some time talking about that, um, it should have been maybe in a, I don't know, maybe a different episode or, or concentrated more on it. Um, I did like the, you know, race against the clock, try to stop this prisoner who has a virus and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was cool. So, and, and yes, uh, I was not looking forward to this episode and uh, it really strictly is because of the exploding pustules. It just, it's disgusting as hell. And it's funny. Some people are into like horror that is, you know, really gross. <laughs> and I just not like, I'm not into trauma. Like people are like into that trauma stuff, like toxic Avengers. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's disgusting. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I try to avoid that at all costs and I'm probably going to be avoiding this episode, um, until uh, I start another intro cast, uh, for the X-Files. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> As soon as we finish, you're gonna start yes. over with a new group <laughs> until until you find yes. yourself like it enough. Intro to X. Cooper's Intro already signed up. The new class. <laughs> yes. You know, I like I like the I like the first version of the podcast, but then I just then they just did the whole thing over again. It, they were going through a lot of the same plots and. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm giving it uh, five out of ten facials. Uh. <laughs> so this episode gets a five point five from all of us. Awesome. We have three more episodes till the end of the season. Uh, amazingly enough, <laughs> back into the, this day, they made like twenty five episodes per season, which is. Whew. Um, but uh, yeah, next next uh, next time it's. Uh, Didn't everybody say that like, oh yeah, the first season is kind of rough, but after that, it's all gonna pick up. <laughs> That's what I heard. I don't remember hearing that. <laughs> I now, I, you know what though? Once we started not liking second season, I've heard third season. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep playing these yeah, games. Yeah. <laughs> You're going anywhere? You don't have to trick us. Six months from now, you know the third season hasn't been that great, but the fourth season I hear is just spectacular. <laughs> oh, fourth season. So good, you know. Really, the so the second half of the eighth season is really where it picks <laughs> right. up, guys. Yeah, super. Like everyone really comes into their own. Uh, this is almost like an experiment that I've been pulling this entire time. Like I've just thrown this diseased <laughs> warthog leg, and you guys just don't want to get away from it. <laughs> just keep looking at we it. You just keep staring right at it, <laughs> squeezing <Maybe>. it. <laughs> I think it's going to explode eventually. <laughs> I think it's just you know it's like any TV series. There's ups and downs, and right now this this last couple have just been kind of like I don't know. There's they, they, they you know ep- uh, seasons that have like 25 uh, episodes in it usually have some sort of terribly managed filler. <laughs> uh, Perfect Strangers had eight seasons. I'm pretty sure they had it right from the beginning. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Every episode is perfection. I know. <laughs> All right, so yeah, next next time it's season two, episode twenty three, soft light, and uh, Steph's going to be here with us uh, to talk about that. I think <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, see if uh, things clear up for uh, John. Thank you for being here. With yes. Us. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I don't want to set you know everybody's expectations too high, but I think that 
Softlight will get a higher rating than this one. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Because I, I, like I said, I did originally sign up for that. I liked that episode. There was another reason I'm, I'm going to hold off until my feedback next week because I don't want to even mm-hmm. give the slightest indication that I might be spoiling anyone to anything about this show. But You're already giving opinion was, spoilers. I know. It's my opinion. Damn you can opinion have- spoilers. <laughs> I like it. Do, that's why I signed up for it. We have to do predictions. But oh, so right. I, don't worry, I've already cracked it. Oh, okay, good. Because I thought of something, but go ahead. All right. Well, this is this is soft light. This is going to be the episode where we just kind of take a break <laughs> and we just put some soft lighting, and shit's going to get tender. <laughs> they're going to take. They're going to go to a little bed and breakfast. <laughs> and I think it's. And they're just going to. They're going to get close. And I think that's when we're going to find out that there's some real serious feelings. Between cigarette smoking man and Skinner, and I think it's it's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> you, you thought I was spoiling it. <laughs> See, and I and I definitely thought the tenderness because of the soft light, but I really thought because John signed up for it, I was like, okay, I'm sure he's a big Scully fan. So I'm thinking Scully's <laughs> gonna get some professional nudes taken. Ooh. There's some soft light involved in that, and she's gonna send them to her boy Mulder. And you just spoiled the second half of it. <laughs> All right. Phoebe Green's back in the mix. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Tammy, I, I, I have to watch this episode by myself this week. So um, I'm <laughs> uh, John, uh, where can we find you on the Internet or – uh, you can find me on the feedback section of Intro to X podcast <laughs> once a week, and that's about it. Uh, I ha- do have a Twitter, and usually it's, it's like, you know, I put something on there once a week, maybe, anymore, <laughs> it seems like. Joe N from NKY. No H, because as Michaela likes to say, my parents couldn't afford the H, so it's just J-O-N from NKY. <laughs> All right. Um, and you can catch him on the streets. <laughs> that's right. If you're a perp. Crushing crime. <laughs> Joe Friday style. <laughs> you see? Any, anything else, guys? Uh, all right. Well, until next time, let's go break bad. <laughs> Lame. Let's cook some breakfast. Let's cook some breakfast. <laughs> I'm going to eat a grapefruit while I watch this episode. Mm. <laughs> I love the fact that well, now we know, like, like, now, not only will, will I watch an episode and if something, you know, like, horrifically unsanitary comes up, I'll, I'll think of Brad, but, like, now I got to think of uh, uh, Michael, David, Matt, and Mel eating breakfast during <laughs> <laughs> All of our episodes can be found on iTunes or Downcast. If you're listening, let us know at twitter.com slash intro to X. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash intro talks. Keep it spoiler free. If you do want to talk about spoilers, we have a group for that. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash super secret spoiler. Email us with feedback at mail at introtalks.com. Make sure the episode title is in the subject line. If you want to email me with anything spoilery, email me at supersecretspoiler at introtox.com. All of our podcasts and contact information can be found on our basement office on the internet, introtox.com. And you can tweet me at twitter.com slash lrobiniero. Also check out Redemption Cast, an intro cast I co-host about the TV series Angel. You can find that at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash myafire. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash tambyyip. You can also find me on i'llwatchthatmovie.com where I am a newbie going through movies from the 80s, 90s, and then we'll 
see what happens from there. And on a belly dance podcast called Yip Podcast. You guys can catch me on the Ramjack Podcast and also on the Twin Peaks Podcast. Dirty Pop. Yo. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about What's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out The thing you got to realize what we're doing is not a trend We got the gift of melody, we're gonna bring it till the end Come on now Dirty pop.